Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Do you remember the first time that you were massively let down by some celebrity dick? Because it's a thing, you know, like I always, I always have conversations with girls where they kind of admit like, yeah, like I, I, I wanted to fuck this guy mm -hmm. so bad. And then I did it and I just realized like he doesn't give a shit. He's not going to try. Yeah. Um, so obviously I'm not going to name names, but there was an actor who I was obsessed with growing up. He was like probably my top five wow. and I've masturbated to him many, many, many times growing up. Cause I was like, I've always been a masturbator. <laughs> Aren't we all? <laughs> you know, yeah, we all are. Um, but I had, you know, been going through my Twitter and looking at the verified people who follow me and I noticed that he followed me. So I was like, holy shit. <laughs> um, and I ended up going to the DMs and he was a really big fan and he wanted to meet up and he was so cute and we got along really, really well, but he was really tired and I, he was actually really shy and nervous and he mm. couldn't get it up. Oh. And so like I, nothing really ended up happening and I slept over and like, we still had like a great time, but I never heard from him again and I never, I still wanted to fuck him and try again. Yeah. Cause like, I really wanted to like steal the deal, but I just didn't feel like I should be the one to reach mm. out first considering the situation. And he just never reached out to me again. So I just missed out on that opportunity. And so you bought this whole tired thing that he told you about why you couldn't he couldn't get hard? He was definitely okay. tired, okay. He, but nervous too. He was 100% nervous. <sighs> I think that mm. I think some people it really is like a big deal like with a porn star because they expect us to be like really experienced and we're like worried that they have to perform to some impossible standard. Yeah, and I think that a lot of like non-porn industry people really watch a shitload of porn. Yes. And really like think about it. Like yeah. think about like my dick is four inches and pasty and this guy has a twelve inch fucking monster yeah. raw. And that really like that that's gotta put a lot of pressure on him. You know, I'm like right up front to a lot of the porn stuff, so I don't really ever feel that way. Like if I have a hard time getting a boner in a scene or whatever. It's like, and I know this girl has done this a hundred times. Yeah, and I get it. Like, it doesn't bother me because it's a human body. Like, women, we're easy. We can fake it. We can use lube. Like, a guy can't fake it. If he's not feeling well, if he's tired, if he gets, like, too inside of his head, then, it, you know, it really does happen. I'm very understanding. But you see, this is why people fuck with you is because you, you seem very nice and understanding. Whereas a lot of women would literally come on this podcast and be like, He's a piece of shit. Fuck him. He couldn't get hard. That's no. like the whole new wave. City girls attitude. That's he didn't buy me a Birkin bag so he can't even touch my ass. What? No. That kind of thing. You're That's not that terrible. kind of girl. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. For sure. But uh, yeah, I mean, that, that must suck though. Like, okay, do you feel like that comes with you when you do decide that you want to date somebody? Is it hard to get them to forget about the porn side of you? I mean, when we're talking about the two guys you've dated, one was an actor and one was a. A photographer, so they're they know the porn game, presumably. Yeah, right? and even the photographer, he had um, <clears throat> he had directed for uh, Black Raw, Vixen. Right. You know, he was like very much involved with everything. 
Um, and then the porn actor, I dare say he was a sex addict. So like I was mm. dicked down literally every day right. for the entire time of the relationship. Satisfactory? It never, it was the, very satisfactory. That was never yeah, a pain sex, in the ass? The sex was never an issue. Okay. Um, it was actually too much sex. That was the issue. <laughs> like, I was exhausted. Wow. Um, but as far as dating, I haven't had an opportunity to date a lot of people because I've been locked down. I've been in somewhat of an open relationship, but I don't, I'm actually quite picky and I, I've lived in Portland, so I haven't really explored it too much. Open relationship, like <clears throat> mostly with other porn actors or just in general, you could, you could meet a guy and it's all good. In general, I can meet a guy, but like, like I said, I'm picky. So it's typically like an actor or okay. somebody like that, that like I really want to see and it's kind of worth my while, right. if that makes sense. What, what did you like so much about living in Portland? The, the nature. Oh, okay. I love the nature. So I've always like loved hiking and camping, and that's been one of my favorite things. And Portland is just so unbelievably beautiful, right. with hot springs and waterfalls and old growth growth forests. And um, yeah, I just I really love it. But I'm I'm bored as fuck, and I can't really? wait to come back to LA. So how long did you actually live here? LA. Yeah. Maybe seven years. Oh wow! Yeah. So you were ready to get the fuck out. Well, I've been in Portland for three, I think. Okay. So I'm ready to get the fuck out. And I'm now like, you're ready to get the fuck back. Yeah, I'm coming back. That's It really is that kind of thing, right? Yeah. Like there's so much fake shit here, but then you leave and it's like, ah. What do I do with my It wasn't life? that bad. It wasn't like, that bad. It was fake, but it was it was, was beneficial was to me so in my career. Yeah, you know? I was so excited to leave LA to begin with, and now I'm so excited to come back. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Um yeah, because, I mean, living in Portland as a person who's in a relationship or even just moving away in general probably seems kind of attractive. But then once you're single, it's kind of like, well, what am I going to do up there? I want to be around people I've, that might be considered eligible for dating me. Yes. And I mean, you, you talk about actors immediately when you talk about your type. So you know, <laughs> Portland's going to have a lot less actors. celebrities, right? <laughs> True. But what is that? Do if you're an actor and you're attractive, slide in my DM. Is, is that just you <laughs> wanting to fuck? important people because you're newly single and it seems fun or is that your overall type like you feel like you need to be with a, a famous person no 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 um what happens is i'm a huge movie buff so like i watch all these movies and i develop all of these like crushes on all these actors i see them walking around moving their facial expressions i'm like oh my god they're so cute you know you become invested with them okay and then you watch their interviews etc cetera, etc cetera. i feel like public figures you can you have an idea if you like this person and you're sexually attracted to them or not right whereas like like someone who isn't, you don't know. And I'm the kind of person where it kind of has to live in my head for a little bit for me to to reach out. You're really making me think I should like dream bigger because I watch <laughs> I watch movies and it never like creeps into my head. Like maybe I could fuck Selma no, Hayek. I, I totally don't know. Maybe, know maybe I, I could. <laughs> that's cool. That, that, that's true. You might not realize, but you're putting on a, a clinic of of being a privileged, attractive woman right there. <laughs> Your life experience is not like a lot of other people watching this. I agree. I yeah, agree. <laughs> for sure. But have, in terms of having a social life in Portland, though, what's that look like for you? Because I was I was just hanging out with a couple of girls from Portland. And we were talking about the strip club bar mm -hmm. scene and shit, which I've actually been around a little bit. And it, it's ridiculous. It's like a crazy ass place. But did you ever you feel like you kind of found your niche? Um, so I haven't done a lot with the city. I moved to Portland right before COVID hit. So right. everything changed. I think all the cool shit and the nice places really shut down. Right. Um, but I didn't move up there for city anyway. I've always been kind of introverted in a homebody. So it was more just the nature. And I haven't like really made too many friends other than people that like work, I work
work with or, right. you know, help me out there, like my personal trainer and mm. I can't cook. So I have a private chef and like, those are my friends. <laughs> Did you used to feel like it was a lot easier to socialize and meet people before you had this level of notoriety? No, it's much easier now. Oh, okay. Much easier. Um, you just DM Ryan Reynolds and then boom, you're in there. Oh, he's married. <laughs> <laughs> just a guess. <laughs> she knows all the stuff. Every actor's marital <laughs> if status. If he was single, yes, I'd be trying. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Um, okay. This is a conversation, though, that me and my girl were having about you. It's like, like there's clearly something about you that, that brings people in, that people really like about you. Not really? just your looks, your personality <laughs> as well, I think. Like, how would you, how do you think about that? What do you think it is that has made you such a big star in this adult world? Um, so I only feel like in the last maybe four or five years, I've really started showcasing my personality. Beforehand, mm. it was um, mainly just like a very overly sexualized version of me before like the real social media boom. Right. Um, I do have a, I think I have a big personality. You do, for sure, <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Originally, though, with the adult industry and the sex work, I was a big slut and I wasn't thinking business wise at all. I was literally just there for a good time and I was loving every minute of it. Right. So I think that that's what people really like noticed and resonated with was, hey, this is real. This girl's really turned on. She's really passionate. Really? Um, and then as far as social media, I think now because people have been watching me, it's a very intimate thing to, you know, have like a favorite porn star and to right. watch that kind of a content and that relationship. And, and to be a porn star with 10 million followers is yeah. a very different thing than being just just a porn star. Like clearly, I don't, I don't think any porn star really is getting 10 million followers from just their looks. Yes, There yes. has to be an agreed. element of people liking them. Yeah, agreed. So I also think when I really started showcasing my personality, I think I think people find me endearing. Yeah. Um, I think I'm endearing. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. I think a lot of people at and, home are probably commenting, she is very endearing. Yeah, and surprised by it. And so, um, yeah, I think that's why I've had success with social media. It's kind of impressive, though, too, because you don't really shoot traditional content anymore the past few years, right? Not, no, a lot. Most of it's amateur. I haven't shot for a company other than Playboy, but that's not porn porn right. for a couple of years. But that's interesting because in prior times in porn history, that would basically like eliminate you from being popular or growing, mm -hmm. right? And now it seems like it's do, shooting mainstream Main stuff is very optional, right? Yeah, uh, it's more important than me to me to get all of my mainstream content than it is for me to get my non-safe work content. Right. It's more important to me. Really? Yeah. Wait, you're saying, because... Uh, because I feel like it markets, it's how I market myself. And then I feel like people are just going to find their way to my non-safe work content, right. you know, on their own. I don't even have to promote it too much. It's pretty crazy. Like even somebody like Lana Rhodes is, she's like still the biggest porn star and she hasn't shot for years she like talks shit about it basically like doesn't really want to be associated with a lot of the stuff that she mm -hmm. previously did but still somehow like the more famous she gets that just makes the exactly but what was a shame for her is that she doesn't own any of that content yeah but they're still like going around to her other things she's yeah. making money it'll she's help. fine it'll still help her in the long yeah. run but it's like i don't know like when i when i think about girls who actually start their own production companies and own their content i mean that's got to feel so that liberating is, in that a way. is the way to go mm. i'm still interested in like i would i wouldn't say i'm fully retired i would shoot for companies but it would really have to be um something that works for me right and worth my time yeah but does anything stand out as being actually that attractive I mean, 
If I'm being honest, I do miss shooting for companies. Like every once in a while, it wouldn't be like before. Before it was like maybe 10 scenes at least a month. Oh. And you, I was always staying busy. If I did like a scene every few months and it was like a big production and I had a lot of control over everything, it'd be something I'd, I'd be interested in. But your success has really made you kind of lazy, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as far as that goes, yeah. Well, because I mean, when you, when you really are like dreaming about having 20 grand in the bank, or whatever that number is, yeah. then it's kind of easy to get you to go shoot porn because you're trying to just get your money up to a certain point. Yeah. Once you get to a certain point, it's like, well, no matter how much you pay me, it's not really going to change how I I'm, feel about my situation. I'm not right? lazy with everything else, though. Like, right. I keep up on my Instagram, my Twitch, my TikTok. Like, I'm, I'm on all of those, obviously, OnlyFans. Like, right. all of that I keep up on. But as far as, like, sitting down and shooting full-blown scenes, no, I'm a little bit on the lazy side. Knowing what you now know about the game and everything, would you have come into the game differently? Like, if you, if you rewind the clock, say you're, like, 21 right now. You you know that you're capable of what you have already accomplished. Yeah. You you're getting into the adult game. What would you do? Like what? Oh. H- how would you approach things if you got to start your career from scratch right now? I don't know. <laughs> I would love to say I'd change a lot of things, but then also that just might not work. It might have just happened how it was supposed to happen. Yeah. You know. That's true. What about this castle? Oh God! I heard you bought a castle. <laughs> I did buy a castle. How does one buy a castle? What, what has to go on in your brain before you buy a castle? It was my dream home. I saw it on Zillow um, like a year before. And I was like, this is my dream home someday. And then come, you know, a year, a year later, I realized, hey, this is an actual possibility to get this. And like very, you know, somewhat affordable. Um, and I'm also kind of impulsive and just pulled the trigger. Really? <laughs> I'm impulsive. Impulsively spending millions of dollars on a castle. Yeah. <laughs> That's tight. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you like investigate the history of the castle? Do you know about bit. the knights that live there and the the kings and queens? I don't I mean, know. Were there kings actually, and queens in Portland? I don't it's know. not a real castle. Oh. It's it's newer. It was finished in 2016. Uh, first, I'm just imagining it being like a medieval castle. Yeah. Have you seen it? It's beautiful. I've seen pictures from inside it. I, I do have to say, I'm giving it back. You are. You're selling it. <laughs> I don't want it. Why? I'm not going to be in Portland. I don't want a oh, fucking yeah. castle. But you're not trying to rent the castle out? No, no. I don't, because it's in Portland. I don't think that it'll be able to cover everything and I'll make my money back. I'd rather just cut my losses and move on. Yeah. But I haven't told anyone I'm giving it back yet. But yeah, I'm uh, giving it back. But that's the problem with owning an insanely expensive house is yeah. that there's not that many potential buyers, right? Yeah, exactly. It's not worth to sell. Yeah. Like, because especially in Portland, there's only like a handful of people who can afford a multi-million dollar home. But I always hear that out here too, where like basketball players or actors will buy a $10 million house and then do all these modifications yeah. to make it exactly what they want. And then when it comes to sell it, it's like, You're oh, never going to make your money back. N- nobody wants the stupid shit that you yeah. installed. Yes. Yeah. And it's a very unique property. So that makes it even less likely to sell. Right. You live and you learn. Yeah, you live and you learn. <laughs> um, okay, so moving back to LA though, like, how, what do you plan on focusing on? Like, what, what's the uh, stuff that you that are actually excited to work on at this point? I mean, obviously, just work. Like, I think that this is kind of where everybody is at. So I just want to do a lot of like collaborations, like work with a lot of different photographers, different types of people. Mm. I just want to stay very, very busy and meet everybody. Definitely. I mean, we've really seen the whole game change a lot for girls. Like I look at somebody like you, I look at a Riley Reed, et cetera, my girl even who are 
very early on on realizing or maybe not even realizing but sort of just getting these opportunities regardless and seeing that like the mainstream market the youtubers etc they have a real appetite they want to mm -hmm. know about 100%. adult stars they don't necessarily look down upon them with the same no. scorn that they might have had there's years ago i feel like a, i feel like there's quite a few porn stars who are actually like more in the mainstream light now like you said i feel like i'm yeah. more mainstream as well. i'm like considered a mainstream porn star so is lena like right. riley lana it's just like a different category that it, you can kind of transcend to at a mm -hmm. certain point where you sort of use that as a way to get th like there's a lot of rap like, we're still doing naughty stuff, yeah. but... There's a lot of rappers who will have a little run, have have some popular songs or whatever, but then at a certain point, the music is just not popping anymore, but they're still like famous. They're still on Love and Hip Hop. They're still doing this, this, and the other thing, and it, it, it's not really about the music. They're just a famous person. Yeah. And it's yeah. kind of like that with a lot of... Like, Riley Reed shoots for herself now. It's like it doesn't really matter, right? She's Riley mm -hmm. Reed. It's like yeah. you put in all this work. She built a name well, doing that people, stuff. But honestly, and that, uh, that's why OnlyFans is so popular as well. Like with OnlyFans, I've noticed they don't even. Yeah, they like the scenes, but they don't even really need that. They just mm. want like an insight into what you're actually doing throughout your day. And I've noticed that the amateur organic stuff is what actually does the best. Mm. So yeah, it's it's. You don't have to. You don't have to have this crazy production to be successful with today's market. Right. So, how serious are you taking the the Twitch streaming stuff? Not that serious. How often do you do that? Okay. So, for a couple of years, I did it all the time, and okay. I. Um, but I'd say the last year and a half, not very often. I, I go through serious breaks. Right. So right now, I'm kind of at a point where. Um, I'm only really hopping on if like I really want to play something or if I want to collaborate with another streamer or mm. if I have something to do kind of situation. Mm. I've just gotten, I love Twitch and I got on it in the first place because I'm a big nerd and I love video games, but it takes up way too much time. Mm. Yeah, that and is the problem. In for order sure. to be successful, you really do have to be on there all the time. What, did, what did you feel was motivating you at first? Because it's, it's the video game. You can make a little money on there, but it's nothing too crazy it was never unless the you money. get big. No. Okay. It was never the money for me. It was always the video games. Because I was, I was playing. You've always been a gamer? Them. Yeah. And oh. I was playing them anyway. And I was like, why am I not doing this in front of an audience and like building a platform? Even if I'm not make, making money, I'm still getting exposure. And it's something I'm doing anyway. And so. I had not played that many games for a few year, for a few years in the mm. adult industry because I was so busy all the time. So I kind of looked at it as this is my pass to play all these games that I've been wanting to play. Right. And how did the what was the fan base like at first on there? Like who was immediately drawn to it, and what was it like by the time that you kind of slowed down? I've kind of I still have the, a similar fan base. I, they're honestly awesome. I love the Twitch community, right. and obviously not everyone who comes on is nice, but. Um, the majority of them really just want to like get to know me as a real person and um, like watch me play games, and they love all the like little moments and the real moments, basically. Right. It's a great community. It is, man. That's the thing that kills me, though, is just that I just don't feel like I have the time for it to be like this consistent live yeah. streaming presence. And like, if you don't have anything going on in your life, like when I think about if I had nothing going on in my life. The idea of like getting to stream eight hours a day sounds amazing. No, you don't have to Maybe do that. Day, do you, yeah. Like you could be streaming, live streaming this if you wanted to. Yeah, Obviously, you want it on YouTube. And that's the problem afterwards. on YouTube though is that you fucking if you live stream it, you like don't really make any money during the live yeah. streaming, and you remove your ability to re-upload it seven True. times to try to get it 
True. Monetize. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah. Don't go with streaming. You're fine. <laughs> it's always the time. There's a lot of complications. <laughs> and it, but we've had crazy shit happen streaming too, where it's like, you know, we never had a nipple pulled out, but it could happen. I've had like a little nip slip, but I've never been banned on Twitch. You didn't get banned even with a nip slip? Mm -mm, They didn't ban me. No, it was just like a little sliver. They didn't, you didn't see much. I deleted everything right away. It was obviously an accident and you know, they never had an issue with it. That's good. Cause you hear about people getting deleted for the craziest little things. Yeah. No, I was, I behaved on there. I was, I was pretty mild and really just there for the gaming. So I think that they like me on the platform. Can I ask you an honest question? Mm -hmm. What's this little bruise right here? PRP. What's that? Um, so PRP is like where they, they take your uh, blood and then they spin it and then they inject it back into places and it helps to build collagen. So I had it like all injected into my chest and only one of the areas bruised. Really? Yeah. And I did it under my eyes too. So I have like a little bruise. Oh, okay. So in theory, it's supposed to like what? Make your, you more full in that area? No, no, just, it helps build the collagen. So I'm a side sleeper. So like one of, and I'm a huge into skincare. So like one of my big things is like making sure I don't get any like weird chest wrinkles i'm like very obsessive over it so like i do all these fun little things often so that i can still sleep comfortably on my side but i'm not like aging in this area so sleeping on your side is bad yeah but, well it is because like you're all like that and yeah. then creating the wrinkles I'm a side especially sleeper. with big boobs, boobs and and your face too right yeah i'm a side sleeper so i like to curl up like a little baby <laughs> are you a cuddler uh-huh. Really? 100%. At least at first. I'm like extremely cuddly at first to where I don't want to be separated. But then after you've been in the relationship for a while, you're just like, get over there. <laughs> like, yeah. Because I always like, thought of myself as a cuddler. But then the longer we are in the relationship, it's like I will go over to the side of the bed, wrap myself all up in there, kiss her. Yeah. She, even though she's sleeping, at- she'll be like, mm, uh, and then I'm kind of like, okay. I'd be a little bit more comfortable, like a foot away, two feet away. At first, like as you're going to bed, you like maybe cuddle for about three or four minutes, but then you roll over and you get your space kind of situation. Yeah. Yeah. But at the beginning of the relationship, I'll cuddle all night. You could fall asleep that way. Mm Mm-hmm. But then, you know, once you've been sleeping for 20 minutes, half hour, I mean, then people start moving. You know, my girls told me that I've smacked her in the face, like while Uh, sleeping multiple times, you know. But sometimes, like, have you ever cuddled all night long and, like, woken up and you've been cuddling all night and you realize that? And it's just this, like, warm, fuzzy feeling that you get. Oh, yeah. It can't happen every night. But I used to be the kind of guy who would, like, meet a girl at the bar, bring her home, we'd have sex, and then we would be cuddling. I was going to say, yeah. That uh, doesn't sound like something stands, I would do now. One night stands, I want to cuddle. Like, right. if you don't cuddle me, then I'm missing out on so much and I'm probably not interested to come back. But my problem is, is that I'd be <laughs> farting hella loud in my sleep. <laughs> And I would have a brand new girl cuddled up on me and then I'm just blasting her with farts and I'm sleeping so I don't know. Yeah. It's not a good feeling. I mean, everyone does it though. Like, you know, we can't control it when we're sleeping. That's probably one of the most like embarrassing things towards the beginning. Like when you start seeing somebody until you're comfortable. But how would you judge? Say randomly you met a guy tomorrow you take him home you sleep with him he sleeps over and then during while he's sleeping he's just really violently farting on you i wouldn't care so like in (laughs) brazil is this where we're going with this no no this is a different story (laughs) i'm just okay so there was this really really hot model that Mm. i slept with i love that you're doing some aspirational fucking you're out here getting the the big dogs the ones that all the other girls really want to fuck that's I'm cool. so picky. Nice. Um, so there's, there was this really, really like super sexy hot model that I slept with. And like I slept with him for like a few different times and we'd spend the night together. 
And he had to come over to my hotel and the food that like was there was all super, super spicy and it like really irritated his Oof. stomach. So the entire night he had like explosive diarrhea. It was like one of the worst things I've ever oh, heard. So, but you're listening to I it? I had to hear everything. It was so fucking bad. And this was like maybe the third time sleeping with him. And it didn't bother me. It was just like, poor guy, but I'll still fuck you tomorrow. Right. Because you know? <laughs> that's the question is like, you know, if you really love someone and you're in a Not relationship, even, yeah. but if you're in a relationship for a long time, you're going to have to hear the person be sick, farting, yeah, shitting, yeah. throwing up, etc. So, but if you do that on day one, Not day one. It, could, it could freak someone out. But if you do no. it on like date 11, then no, at a certain day, point, you got to accept it, right? Yeah. If it's like an accident or something like that, it's not a big deal. It's yeah. really not. It's the only thing I don't like is when they do it on purpose. If someone farts next to me on purpose, I'm so like, it's so like, it's it, funny. Yeah. It's not funny. They wave smell. it in your face. And yeah. Shit. Yeah. I fucking hate that. I hate that so much. <laughs> I love the idea that you've had to deal with that. Uh, yeah. My first husband, he just uh, did not give a fuck. And right. it's, it just smells really bad. And it happens so often if they're comfortable. Right. <laughs> That's one thing I like about my girl is that she'll go like walk to the other side of the room and yeah, fart all the time. Yeah, she's considerate. Yeah. <laughs> but if I could still hear it, like you could kind of like go in the yeah, other room Yeah, if someone too, does right? it accidentally, that's funny. It's, yeah. you know, it's when it's on purpose that I get mad. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the question is how much of a relationship needs to be serious versus like silly, you know? I've, you need both. You need yeah. balance, 100%. But you can't have like the silliness stop you from having the serious sexy part as well yeah you know yeah exactly I, that was actually probably one of a big issue in the relationship i was just in is he was always joking around and being super super silly so i can never take him like sexually serious you know it's right. like but you're not being sexy you're not flirting you're like everything's just a fucking joke wow so there just needs to be balance it's interesting mm -hmm. yeah because i mean like that like the way you act towards someone during sex even before, though, it, so it happens different. before. You have to flirt. You have to have that mm. vibe and that chemistry and, like, let them know, hey, I'm into you kind of thing. Right. If it's all just a big joke and comes out of nowhere, like, I don't know. Like, I'm not going to be interested. Right. Like, okay. To put that in perspective, I want to get your perspective on this. The other day I was interviewing Ari Spears. Aries Spears? I think somebody said I was saying it wrong in the comments. But comedian, a little bit older guy. I think Wait he's like a minute. 46, 47. Oh, I don't know. Hosted okay. the AVN Awards one year. Okay, you don't remember. Um, super funny guy, but he got booked to host the AVN Awards maybe three years ago or some shit like that, four years ago. And he told me that he showed up and he was excited. And the first thing that they told him was, you can't joke about the girls that much. Like, you can't, like, really poke fun at them because you got to understand that to a lot of them, this is, like, their, their career. They take it very, very serious. Mm. If you come in and you're sort of shitting on them or if, if it feels that way they're not going to like it and it's going to be weird for the whole vibe of the mm -hmm. show. And like his point was like, he said that one of the films that was nominated was called Black Loads Matter. Oh, and to him, my God. it was kind of hard to take that super serious. He's like, this, this is funny. That's fucking funny. How am I supposed to act like this isn't funny? <laughs> I love that. But from your perspective, like how, how do you think of that? Like, Oh, that's fucking funny. Okay. Like, I think that's ridiculous. And you know, I get it. And I am in complete agreement that there was, they, you know, the the girls in the industry, 100%, they take it very serious. It is a business, but it's a fun business. Mm. You know, you you should have a bit of fun with it. Right. Yeah, when I heard that, I, that, that is kind of what I thought, too. You know, like, I'm not nominated for, like, what is it? Like, what's the craziest thing you can think like of? Best double anal. Yeah. 
But yeah, I, I was blowjob queen. It's not like I'm like crying. Thank you so much. <laughs> I've always wanted this. You yeah. know, it's like, fuck, yeah, I'm, I'm blowjob queen. Well, you have to have a little bit of a sense of humor about it. Because yeah. I mean, this is the same award show that has like best tits. Yeah. And I remember the first year I went and I was just like, wow. I've never won best <laughs> ass. Isn't that weird? Really? Uh, yeah, I'm actually, that's like the only one that I feel like I should have. And I feel like I've been robbed. Who always wins best ass? I don't know. Alexis like... Texas has won it a few times. Okay. I don't you got a cool one. I think I have a great ass. But in the age of the BBL, I mean, do you feel like the stakes of the best ass competition have changed? Because like, can best tits be a girl with fake tits? Like, I feel like it usually yeah. isn't. No, they can, but oh. no, that usually isn't. Usually you are not, right. right. Yeah, it's like the big natural tits. It just feels like impossible to judge the two against each other. Like real boobs versus fake boobs, BBL versus different. real ass. Yeah, it's, they're completely you know, different. Yeah, how could you ever, if, you could sort of like objectively say like, I think that girl's hot and I think this girl isn't and she has a fake ass and she doesn't, but you couldn't really like, you know, it would be like judging like a, a Lamborghini versus a fucking really, really nice school bus. And I say, I love fake asses, but I'm just, <laughs> they're two really, they're two different things. school bus? Fake ass as a school bus? I don't know. What? You don't I'm trying like to invent asses. an example right now. This one doesn't like BBLs. That is not true. How do, you, do you like BBLs? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've seen some great BBLs that I had no idea were even fucking fake. Really? And, and they fucking jiggle real nice, too. Right. Yeah, I don't care if it's like fake or real. If it feels nice and looks nice, I'm like, yep, I'll get in there. But I feel like that's like a, a, a subcategory in porn now where it's like you could have a girl like girls will have surgery but still look kind of normal yeah and it's yeah. so it's like nobody even gives a shit that they've had surgery yeah. like yeah. i know girls who have like really big boobs they're fake they my don't really boobs look are fake, fake. My but, boobs, and they don't look fake exactly you don't really huge. get the fake boob card as much because they seem soft and they yeah, move around very and shit, soft you know? and they jiggle. whereas i met a girl the other day who had like the She's skinny, the biggest fucking fake boobs I ever seen. Somebody was telling me she's huge on OnlyFans, and I'm like, that makes sense to me because that is kind of its own category. Yeah, that you know? it is. Some people like those the the fake boob look. Like yeah. that's a a hot like. I feel like it's kind of a slut look that they like. They're exactly. like this little whore. <laughs> yeah. I personally, I think it looks hot, mm. but to play with, I don't like it if they're hard. It's not like I want something that just jiggles. Mm. Yeah, the skin has to be like loose, loose enough around it. Yeah, like exactly. my my girl had the problem at one point where she got her boobs done and then she had lost so much weight that they sort of like just didn't have the right like movement or shape yeah. or whatever. But then yeah. she she has the baby, her boobs stretch out. Now I feel like they it's it could be way better. Like now the boobs like look more normal inside the skin and shit. Yeah, you know? she was saying that she's interested in going bigger because I yeah. I was like I want to go smaller. She's like, but I want big boobs like yours. Like why are you going smaller? <laughs> I think it's all, it's all about figuring out the science of like what your boob can handle in yeah. terms of a bigger implant or a smaller everyone one. Everyone is you know? going to be different. Yeah, hundred percent. Do you um like what what are you aspiring to do? Like I feel like you've just gotten to this point in life. That you have so many different opportunities, but like you know you've built the big social media following and then sort of like decided that the Twitch thing wasn't necessarily for you. Like I'm what, still doing it, but yeah. Right, but what, what's like really driving you at this point, or do you feel like you're just kind of that that rich woman who already made so much money that you just mm. don't even know what the fuck to do? No, honestly, I'm just never. I'm very motivated and I never think like enough is enough like yeah I have 10 million followers I have this I, I have that like these I'm very successful on these things but it's not successful enough to me because I mm. feel like the sky's the limit you really can't stop trying and growing in this type of industry there's never like um 
there's never a point where I'm like, okay, I'm happy with this. Like, I'm satisfied. I'm going to chill and stay here and relax. I'm like, no, no, we can always keep going. But I feel like you moving away to the castle was kind of like that. Like, you were kind of like, eh, I could chill. I could I relax was, a little bit. I was. I did. That but was a, relationship a couple will do years that to ago. You. But at the same time, like, I was very interested in shooting, like, a bunch of nature things and, mm. and like, kind of growing and standing apart in that type of a way. Right. Which, if you look at my Instagram, like, it's a lot of waterfalls and, you know, like, snow and trees and hot springs and stuff like that so it was still like a business decision that was like a direction that I wanted my page to go right but I also wanted it to kind of integrate with the lifestyle that I wanted which was a bit more like quiet and trying mm. something different but so are you dead set on like finding that balance out here because that is one thing that's cool about LA is you have the downtown area mm -hmm. and the Hollywood but then you could move 45 minutes up north and you're kind of in like a very natural yeah. area. You know? Yeah, no, that's what I'm trying. That is the balance that I'm trying to find as well. I want to be like near somewhere where I can go hiking, but also close enough to where I can like, you know, go into, I have everything around me. So mm. I think I'm kind of looking at West Hollywood or Hollywood Hills. Okay. So you haven't fully made the move yet. No, I'm, I'm doing it in January. Um, but I haven't, like when I was in LA, I was in the Valley. I was in Woodland Hills for a lot of it. And then I was in North Hollywood, Toluca Lake. So I've never really like kind of been in the heart of everything. Mm. When you were in Woodland Hills, do you have mad porn neighbors? Yeah, not mad, not mad. <laughs> no, but that's no. like, it's like a whole little community out there, right? Isn't that like, or what's oh, the like number one area? Of, a lot of porn. Yeah, the, yeah there was yeah. a lot of porn people in Woodland Hills, right. for sure. Cause yeah. like I, the, I remember back in the day going to some girl's apartment and her just telling me like, this person lives across the hall. This yeah, person lives yeah. over there. And I'm like, this is like, we're at AVNs right now. Yeah, you all just yeah, live Yeah, they're here. all there. <laughs> that kind of blew my mind. Yeah. Damn. LA, that's where all the porn stars are. That's for sure. Um, okay. Do you, so this is one thing that I want to bring up that I think is an interesting thought experiment. So it was discussed that perhaps you, my girl, and I were going to film Plug Talk. Mm -hmm. Might still happen. Do you think this interview would be different if we had already fucked? No. How different? Like how like how different do you think you would feel comfortable talking to me if we had already done that? It wouldn't be different at all. Really? No, not at all. <laughs> That's almost kind of disappointing. I feel like the dynamic needs to like, be adjusted a little bit. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> right. No, it wouldn't be different at all. Because especially like the fact that you guys are married, you're settled. I wouldn't be coming into it like with any sort mm. of like sexual tension. Right. You know, it would it would. It, it just wouldn't like that's there's a level of respect there right so i would always still keep everything on a very friendly basis so it wouldn't change the dynamic at all right yeah and i feel like the deeper i get in because i'm gonna be honest with you a lot of girls in my life when i was a mere civilian i would kind of like fuck them and then just completely look at them differently afterwards yeah. in the sense of like I really don't want anything to do with you once I'm done this, you know? That's kind of fucked up. But it's true. But it's like, okay. you know what I'm talking about. You no, know, I do. Like, you got it out of your system. And yeah. you're like, yeah, it was great. But, like, would I do it again? No, it's not worth my time. And when I think about us doing the plug talk scenes or, or whatever, it's like even the worst ones, which for the most part, they're always pretty good. But even if I had a terrible one, I'm not really like looking at the girl any different. Maybe I don't really want to like keep hanging out with her after. Yeah. But it's not, it doesn't really it's change. It's not like we're going to be friends and like, let's go hang out. Yeah. yeah. Especially because you're married, you're settled, you have a hot chick, you have a family. Like, you, it's, 
like new girls are fun and everything, but you're not trying to have any sort of relationship with them, even like in a friendly way. Yeah. Am I right? No, totally. I, yeah. I mean, well, in a friendly way, for sure. We well, could be no, friends. In, a, in an acquaintance friendly right. way. You're not going out of your way to spend time with them. Yeah. I think about that a lot, about how all the girls that we work with clearly just view me so differently because of my relationship. You know, like I'm a safe place you know because they know that they can do this content with me and i'm not going to be texting them or being weird or whatever and it's like that's just so fundamentally different than when you have a dude who you know is on the hunt for pussy and you know that he's capable of some weird shit and you you know it's like this is an entirely different category that i sort of get put into at that point well you're not in a bad place no i'm cool with it for sure (laughs) i remember the you know the uh, rapper ruby rose Yes, I do. She's super hot. She has an OnlyFans. She's only fans. fucking gorgeous. When I first met her, or I think it was the first time I met her, and she had like a whole crew of these little hot girls that she's mm-hmm. running around with, right? Mm-hmm. They're all like, you know, 21 or whatever. And they all were so hyped to meet me, and they're taking photos of me and everything. And I'm just like realizing like, I have officially become an old man because these girls love me and they're not thinking about me as like a person who would even consider hitting on them at all, which, you know, I I was already (laughs) fully in a relationship, so they're right. But that was kind of funny to be like, like, I'm safe right now. I am. I'm really a dad now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really a dad. That's, That's kind of cool. cool, I guess. Yeah, yeah it's cool. Yeah. I don't want to be there. I want to give off. A- <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. You'd be bummed if you had the I'd same be thing. So bummed. Oh. I'd be like, because I, I actually think I like younger guys, so I wouldn't. I would be fucking bummed. Really? But I think because when I was younger, I really liked older men. But now that I'm kind of, I'm 29 and I'm more mature, I'm kind of like, ooh, the younger guys are so cute. And I think it's a very similar situation because it balances out with experience. Right. Yeah. I mean, but okay, give me an example of a time in recent memory where you hooked up with a younger guy. And I, I'm interested about this dynamic. Okay, so I've only, like... Because you've been I've, in this relationship, you probably yeah, haven't... Yeah, I've been looking at a lot of... I mean, I've, I've realized that I've found a lot of 25-year-olds cute. So 25 was kind of like where I thought my head was at. Um... And then recently I tried something different. That was a 22-year-old. Okay. And I love the 22-year-old. That really? was so much fun. But you got to get yeah. the right one, right? You have to have the right one, 100%. It's not like every 22-year-old. I think that they have to have a lot of life experience and be more on the mature and confident side. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because yeah. when I was 22, I was not mature. I was not com- I might have been confident, I mean, but not in the right way. I mean, they don't have to be super mature, obviously. Yeah. They're 22. But, <laughs> like- but like, I don't know. I mean, okay, here, here's an honest question. If we had 100 dudes... But let's give them an age, too, so that you have, like, a, 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 a even way to judge them. Let's say we had 100 dudes. What percentage of those dudes do you think are giving dick good enough that you would be happy with it? On average, what percentage of guys are serving solid dick? These are just, like, regular guys or just, like, uh, random? Just random? Yeah, because obviously if we're picking it from a porn convention, it's going to be a different percentage. If we pick it from a construction site, it's going to be a different percentage. Maybe 5%. Five? You think it's that bad? <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. They I do. need to teach fucking think, in schools. I think most, because these yeah. guys need to learn to fuck I girls think better. Most, I think. Yeah, I think five percent. Because like, I think that the majority of people I live and you too in a bubble where like people right. have a lot of sex and they're attractive. I don't think that the most you know most of the population is like that. Mm. Wow. Five percent. So guys, get to work. <laughs> what would you say the biggest problem is? Lack of stamina. Um, what is the biggest problem? I feel like the biggest problem has got to be them coming too fast. 
Yeah, that is a problem. And also not, yeah, lack of stamina. Cause like sometimes I'll be like, go harder. Like, let's like satisfy me. And you know, like I, then the model, he couldn't go hard or fast without coming right away. So like, it's like, I don't want just slow sex and then five seconds of hard. Like I'm used to being pounded, right. <laughs> you know, like, I, I don't know. It has to be a right fit. Yeah. In terms of like actual vagina and dick size or in terms of, I mean of, that too, yeah. but yeah. That fit is important. That fit is, of course, that fit's important. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, I always think about that when I hear about people who get into relationships, like, you know, arranged marriages and stuff. I feel so bad for people Or people like who that. even just date for a long time and they, they don't have sex before. I know. I'm sorry. That is not a good strategy in Mm-mm. life at no, all. No, it's not. Like, you don't know if you're, it's just, you don't know if you're compatible in that way. Yeah. You ever really like a guy and then you actually fuck him and you're just like, I can't can't do this anymore. 100%. Or you like really like their personality and you'll fantasize about it and you're like, okay, this is going to be fun. And then like when it really comes down to it, you're like, no. Yeah. I wasn't feeling it. Yeah. No, I had a girl girl back in the day that I actually thought I really liked. And then I started to realize like, I'm never going to come from having sex with this girl. Yeah. Like it's just her pussy's too loose. It's not going to happen. We're, we're badly, a bad fit. Yeah. And honestly that, I think like a lot of that's genetics too. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, I highly doubt that she was getting rammed out by such big dicks throughout her life. that (laughs) She just, because we were young too. I was like 22. (laughs) She was probably about my age. So it was like, it it wasn't like she had time to like really get her pussy gauged out. It didn't fit, you know? No, yeah. Your bodies didn't fit and mesh with each other. Although it does kind of make me wonder if she had had, kids that she didn't tell me about i don't think that that makes too much of a difference either like obviously yes it makes a difference for a short term but it's a muscle so it does go back i think that but you would know i well my girl didn't push a a baby out of her vagina she had a c-section so i can't like compare with her and maybe it does go back a lot i've been told by mothers they're like oh i have such a tight pussy and i'm like good for you Maybe some of them, but I can definitely say from experience that I've like shot content with girls. Then they had a baby. I don't see them for two years. Then we shoot content again, and it it is. Yeah. I think a a pregnancy will loosen the vagina up way more than Mm. like a lifetime of huge dicks. Okay. You know, if I'm being honest, like that's something I've always been terrified about because like it really does matter. Like you want to stay tight, and I've had a lot of (laughs) I've had a lot of porn experiences, but the only one that really really scared me was Mandy. That was like, do you know who that is? Yeah. He that thing was just massive, terrifying. I'm sorry, Mandingo. It's too big. So it was too scary. It was too well, I did this scene, but I'll never do that again. And even afterwards, like I felt so uncomfortable with how much I had to stretch out that like I went through like a bunch of treatments for laser tightening, like down there. You can laser tighten your vagina. You can laser tighten it. And even though I didn't need to, it literally just scared me. And I got so unbelievably tight from that as well. Like, so there's things that you can do. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting because one thing I'll always tell my girl, like we'll be shooting a scene with another girl. And like one thing I love about my girl, obviously her personality, all that kind of stuff. She loves me. Yeah. That pussy's still tight as fuck. Yeah. I love it. Yes. It's genetic. I still feel at home in there. Uh You know, like I still. It feels good. It's a good fit. After all these years, I still like if I fuck her, I can easily come. Yeah. You want to get in there. 
I've all, I've done scenes with her where like the other girl just was not as tight. Yeah. But it was way easier for me to fuck the shit out of the other girl because of the fact that I wasn't going to come as easily. Yeah. And yeah. that that's a tricky balance where like you kind of want to fuck the girl where it feels less good because you're going to be able to shoot longer and better. Oh, and that's like really uh, like an honor for your girlfriend. It probably makes her feel com or your wife. It makes her feel comfortable. She probably thinks I'm lying when I say that. <laughs> like he wants to fuck me to come and yeah. not because you're being considerate. It's because you really want. Yeah, I feel like when you tell I, a girl how tight her pussy is, she's never gonna believe you. I had a, um, I had done a scene with my ex-husband, and like honestly, anytime he would grab somebody else to come, I'd always be insulted. Really? <laughs> Which I shouldn't have been, because it makes sense. It's like a new hot girl, you right. know. Like that makes sense, but it'd always be like me. That's interesting that you have the jealousy gene when it comes to that too. Everybody does. Yeah. It's so normal. No, it's, I know. Yeah, it's human yeah. nature. Even being a girl, like like you're really kind of subverting biology by even Natural. trying this because yeah. the average person of course would not want someone to fuck their fucking significant yeah. other yes exactly yeah. it's you're not something wired that to we, not want that yeah it's not something we want it's yeah. just something that we're open to right. you know and we can i can control my jealousy and i can like rationalize it but it's still there but you don't flip out in the middle of this uh, of, no no you but no. you would say something afterwards uh it's say something afterwards but i'm also not a um or I'm not, what is it? Uh, I wouldn't say I'm a cuck, but like I act, I've always gotten turned on by watching my significant other bang, bang other people. So anytime I've had threesomes, it's always been like, oh, wow, you know, that's right. really fucking hot. Yeah, but do you feel the need to like get in there or? Are you, I feel the need to get in there. But you can't just watch? I have watched and I can watch. But then you get in there. As long as I'm sexually attracted, like, like, yeah, but I'd prefer to be in there. Right. But yeah, like my first husband, who I'm not attracted to at all anymore. I'm going to say that, <laughs> throw that out there. We don't get along. What I'm did he do to you? To Holy him. shit. What did he do? <laughs> Sorry, but I used to watch his porn with other girls and that was like what I would watch to get off. Wow. It's like him just enjoying fucking other girls. Right. But then, yeah, and then it's really funny because when we would do scenes, I would get jealous. Like, part of me would be like, this is so wrong, but then I'd also be super turned on, like, this is so right. <laughs> mm, yeah, because honestly, sometimes, sometimes on the days where we shoot plug talk, I'll be booked to do like an OnlyFans scene with my girl and another girl, and then two episodes in a row of plug talk. Mm -hmm. And by the third nut, I'll be a little nervous sometimes. I'll be like, you know, like, I, I don't know if it's going to stand I, I up. I don't know if I have anything left. You know, like, sometimes I'll be feeling like. Actually, that's insane. Most male performers can only do it once a day. Really? Yeah. That's not normal. I've gotten to a really good groove with it. Yeah. You, sh you, don't, you should be doing it twice a day. I'll do two or three, no problem, and then go home and fuck my girl again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because it always motivates me to want to fuck more later. Yeah, actually. I never felt like I was this horny of a person until, like. The doing porn thing it's just like i'm so in yeah. the groove of it now i think that there's something to it that when you're surrounded by other people and you're also attracted to your significant other but when you're surrounded by other girls it like raises your testosterone because it's like new exciting but then you're also like uh, equating that to lena at the same time right right yeah no because i mean but by, by the time i get like about to do nut number three I'll have usually we start the scene with the girls taking each other's clothes off, hooking up or whatever. And by by the time they've been doing that for two three minutes, I'm rock hard every time. Like it's no problem. I'm ready to go again. And but that's when I feel like I perform the best is when I've already fucking drained it a couple. So you're times. not nervous. No, I would never get nervous. I don't think. Yeah. No, this is my environment. Like you know, not that we shoot it here, but like it's my environment. You're coming into my place. Like what the fuck <laughs> am I gonna be nervous about? You know. <laughs> 
I mean, not performing. I think like not being able to perform because yeah. it would be embarrassing, right? That did happen to me one time. Yeah. Well, that's it. That well, only we got once. past it. Yeah, it's not that big a deal. I fucked up because I went and smoked weed in between the. Oh. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. Like a lot. Like I, I don't know. And normally that doesn't matter, but I got a little too high and I got kind of in my own head. I can't smoke weed and at all. Not around other people. I've smoked a lot of weed, but I only do it by myself to like hyper focus on video games or something. And I haven't done it in a really long time. <laughs> really. Because I do get anxiety and I get social anxiety, so I'm not able to talk to somebody like looking in their eyes, like. I have a very short attention span when I'm high. So someone could be like talking to me, having a nice conversation or they, they'll get really serious. And I'm thinking about something completely different. And then I come back, I'm like, fuck, what are they saying? Like trying to catch up. Mm. And then it gives me anxiety. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. Or, or like the, the extreme version of it for me is like in the past when I would do edibles and like I used to just like do edibles in the crib, like whatever, like sit around, watch YouTube, whatever, and didn't think it was a big deal. And then I would like, do those same edibles and go to the bar or the club and be trying to talk to people and yeah. socialize. Nope. And it was like a fucking nightmare. Yeah. Like I just could not have any kind of normal conversations with, with new people. But yeah. if I was in a, at home in a comfortable environment yeah, with people I already know, same, same. no problem. Yeah. And I think a big part of it as well is I don't like people seeing me under the influence, uh. like of the head high. It's like they're, I'm talking to them or seeing them and I'm like, oh my God, they know I'm high. I'm acting high. And you kind of get in your own head. Whereas yeah. when you're comfortable with someone, it's just like, yeah, I'm high. Who cares? Yeah. No. And, and like, even if I had smoked a bunch of weed before this interview, I would have been hella nervous. Yeah. But because I didn't smoke, because, be, but that's because you're new. So mm -hmm. I don't want to be like super high on you. But yeah. Doing my normal like weekly podcast with the homies, I can be high as yeah. I can smoke weed all day before that. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You're comfortable. Yeah. It's a little bit different. Um, okay, what else did I have written down here? Um, oh, yeah. I wanted to ask you, uh, did you bone Tyga? Mm -mm. Oh. But were you what? part of his management thing at some point or something like that? No. What makes you think I bone Tyga? I don't know. Maybe it was just the, the G-Eazy video that I saw oh. you in with him or something. I thought you might have been a part of his agency at one no, point. No. I did message him asking if he wanted to shoot with me. And really? He said, yeah, he said, I don't do that anymore. And I was like, that would break the internet. <laughs> you know? Wait, he stopped fucking on camera? I think, yeah. He said he doesn't do it anymore. I hit him up to do it. <laughs> That's so interesting. I know. Because I saw... I, I, I would totally get in there. Wow. You're a Tiger fan like that? No, I don't know. I actually don't listen to rap a lot. Oh, really? <laughs> so, so I'm not. But I heard he has a nice dick, and I think that like it would break the internet. So I'm fucking down. I've seen his dick. Yeah. I don't know if it would break the internet, but it's it's pretty good sized dick. No, you know? no, I meant me. Oh, you we, fucking him specifically? Yeah. 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 I mean, his dick's already out there. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I've just had a bunch of girls on here tell me that they were sort of uh, around the the tiger. Oh no, Kelly, the, Kelly, Kelly K. K, the girl that you fucking shoot Kelly with all the time. K's you like love her, my, right? I love Kelly. She is a great vibe. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. She's awesome. Um, but she told me all about that. And she told me about how the guys back home in fucking Tennessee or whatever don't really like her because she's got this famous rapper body. Wait, she has this famous rapper body? What? No. <laughs> body what? hasn't had sex with. Like, oh. she fucked this famous rapper and you, you're in Tennessee. And oh, yeah, yeah. These Things guys are, are jealous. They probably there. hate black people, yeah. et cetera. So they're not feeling that. And that's a whole thing for her. Eh, fuck them. How did you become cool with her? Um, she came over for like a, a content, um, a content shoot and I just kind of gravitated towards her. Right. I really like, 
obviously she's super hot, she's super fun. Like she's a little bit on the crazy side, but a good crazy. Mm. And I typically gravitate towards good crazy girls. Yeah, I like her. She got like really good energy. Mm -hmm. I think she, she could blow up. Yeah, yeah. And then she kind of already has. Yeah, she. You you know she like ran the Super Bowl, right? Like yeah, fucking. We, we did that whole interview and we didn't talk about it. What? Yeah. Well, That's... she's telling us about getting hemorrhoids from MGK fucking her in the ass in Logan Paul's backyard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of forgot about the. I forgot about the Super Bowl thing. <laughs> You're like, That's not important. <laughs> that, that story was so much. I think about it all the time because I had a hemorrhoid recently. Yeah. I just oh, kept thinking no. about her. <laughs> I mean, for real. <laughs> Cause she told me that she had one, and I just kept thinking about like. No, you so you know, I think I got it from just pushing out a turd. I've never had a hemorrhoid. And really? I, and I've had a lot of anal sex, so I don't know how I've managed, but I don't fucking want one. Yeah. Maybe I just eat a lot of fiber. I, yeah. No, I mean <laughs> it'll really make you be really careful with your butthole for the rest of your life. I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, I heard it's pretty traumatizing. I'm scared to even like push hard taking a shit now because I don't want to fucking yeah. aggravate it. Yeah. You don't. Yeah. I'm there. I'm there with you, but I'm, yeah, I'm just careful. My whole life, I was that person who would just push. No, you get can't. The whole you don't thing want to strain. Out. You no. just want to let out the amount that's no, right there. No, you need to relax and take your time. <laughs> I feel like this is like a doctor's appointment. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you about all these things I'm going through. <laughs> I have a sty. Like, I have a hemorrhoid. Like, I just want to push really, really hard. By the way, are we going to fuck on the plug talk soon? Have I said anything here that would, would make it less likely that you would work with us? No, it's fine. Oh, okay. <laughs> I feel like we're all we're all human beings. You should. Kelly K told me about her fucking two-year hemorrhoid ordeal. Two years? I still fucked her a bunch no, of times. Yeah. two years. With my girl dropping soon. Oh my god. Yeah. Me and Kelly are going to New York together for New Year's Eve. What are you gonna do? Um, we're gonna go see a play. We're gonna go to a party. We're just gonna do a few, like a. We just want to be there for New Year's Eve, basically, and like shoot a vlog. Nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll admit that her her pussy was tight enough that that was like a round three that still didn't last that long. Around what? Round two, round three. I forget, but like. I had a hard time lasting in there, even, yeah. even on round two. I yeah. mean, I've had my fingers in, in there, and it's, yeah, it's very nice. Yeah, She's that's a, a hot snapper. Girl. Yeah. <laughs> she loves the, tr you drink much? Um, she loves the Trulies. She does. She loves, she's, me and her together are always like a little drunk. <laughs> okay. Because I yeah. never hang out with people who drink anymore. And she totally just like had a Truly on set, mm -hmm. just chilling. And yeah. she's talking about like being hungover as fuck. And I'm like, damn, you're hungover like that. And she's like, yeah, but it's cool. I'm just going to keep drinking. And she's yeah. telling us, oh, I'm not going out tonight. And then I look at her story and she's out drinking that night too. And I'm like, <laughs> wow. Like, I, I, I just don't know people who are that committed to it anymore. Yeah. I'm, I was never a big drinker, but I'd say the last like two months, I've, I've definitely been a social drinker and I've been drunk more times than I have in the last five years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Being single is definitely a time where you start drinking and being, 100%. being in a relationship is a time where you stop you drinking. You settle down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's why I stopped drinking is because I'm in a happy relationship. Yes. I just don't really feel like I yes, need it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Weird how that works, isn't it? Um, no, it makes sense. Mm. You're just in a different place in your life. Yeah. But then I also feel like we go through phases because you can't really say, oh, I'm kind of done with that lifestyle. You know, in five to ten years, you might, you know, pick it back up again. But you felt like you felt like you had reached the apex of your life and now you were retired to this castle and you weren't really going to be doing that late yeah, thing. Yeah, I'm like, I'm so mature now. Yeah. But isn't <laughs> no. that weird when, the, when you get out of that? Like, I mean, <laughs> the mental turmoil I would have to go through if all of a sudden me and my girl broke up and I had to like resettle my brain yeah. into the process of what it's like to be a single person. Yeah. 
yeah, you would change. Your life would change your mentality, everything. It's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's I'm crazy. happy to be single, though. Like, yeah. I'm happy about it. Yeah, well, when you can just, like, DM Iron Man and get him to come dick you down that night, then, I mean. Well, it's not that easy. I do get, I do get rejected. I'm sure that many of the people at home have a hard time believing. Yeah, exactly. exactly. (laughs) You're not just going to the bar. And I'm not afraid to be rejected. I'm very much like, it's worth a shot. Right. You know? Definitely. Um, Okay, so what do you you have planned? You're making this big move to LA. You're going to be doing different things. Are you trying to like start up more like social content? I could see you with a podcast. Um, Maybe. I'd consider a podcast, yeah. I think that I know enough people and it'd be really fun. And I mean, yeah, maybe it's a consideration. I could see it happening. I yeah. think you'd be great at it. Really? Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate oh, that. Oh, you're going to cry? Jesus Christ. Yeah. I saw you cracking <laughs> up for a little bit there. I was like, oh, no. Um, okay. So I think that's pretty much everything. I did write down hentai. I don't really feel like I need to get you to re-explain how horny for Japanese cartoons you are. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, everyone already knows I am. I wrote craziest, grossest stories, but I already feel like this interview is kind of like too gross. high level it's, to just do that. We've been kind of gross. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> but I haven't, I haven't done the thing of like, tell me about the time somebody pooped on you on set. I mean, no, I just told you about my issues. It's pooping on them. Yeah. During anal. Yeah. Not that bad. I've never been that bad. Yeah. <laughs> but like shit happens. Yeah. yeah that's, that's pretty good. Um, okay. Anybody you want to thank? Anything you want to tell people to go check out? I mean, yeah, I guess. Oh, I'm really trying to grow my TikTok right now. Mm. I'm very much like about TikTok. How many followers you on there? 1.5. And actually, nice. I managed to get 1.5 million with my name being banned as a term. So you couldn't look up my account and I couldn't like direct anybody to it. So they couldn't look up me in Malkova. And I managed to get to 1.5. I've had it fixed in the last couple of weeks. Oh, really? But How'd you get that done? Huh? How'd you get that done? I feel like it's almost impossible to get TikTok to do anything. Oh, I reached out to literally everybody. I exhausted every option I could. Literally everyone you, knew I met. If I was still having this issue, you, I'd be like, you know anybody? Do you, um, <laughs> but were you posting anything sexual or no? No, my, my name was banned as a term before I even got on the app. I think that what happened was somebody else was posting uh-huh. my pornography and my name was just kind of, you know, associated with non-safe for work. That's the biggest challenge that we got to get past is we got to get Instagram and TikTok to start being nice to porn stars. No, especially if we follow the rules. I know. Riley Reed, boom, gone off TikTok. She had a couple million. She didn't even do anything. She was, hers, she was dancing around in a fucking avocado yeah. costume and they got no, her. No, hers were, hers were nothing. I think that it's because, um, I, it, it might be because she's like still full-fledged into performing. I don't, I don't know. But think about how fucked up that is. How, are you worried about your platform? Or your uh, TikTok, because it's a little more adult, and so it's, uh, no jumper TikTok is like we'll put the clips from the interviews with porn stars here and there, but it's like a small percentage of the overall content. So I wouldn't be too worried about that. Yeah, but, I yeah. worry that just one day it's going to be gone. <laughs> yeah. They're going to be like, yeah, we don't want this me and Melkova on our app. It, it, it weirds me out too because we'll we'll upload like we had a clip go super viral. This girl Kazumi, she is naked, so we had to blur out the whole time. She's talking about getting fucked by fifty dudes. In a row and it's like okay technically we're following the rules because we blurred it we edit out the swears on lo- tiktok yeah you can with blurring you could do that with naked well what? you can blur yeah well we, we can i oh. wouldn't try it if i were you no way I- 
We look like a even when I media posted today, I'm kind of worried about it. You saw, you liked it on my Instagram. I posted that on TikTok. Is that fine? Was it the one you and Kelly? Or no, it's just you jumping around in the pool or whatever. Yeah, right? singing that song. Hey, you want to fuck? I mean, honestly, I think I liked it without turning the the noise on. Oh, fuck off! Yeah. Come on. No, but they, you know help. They allow more swearing when it's the audio. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, if you are in the video saying and "fuck you," that I'm could in be a bikini, big but I'm actually in a hot tub. And my girl told me that you said that was a very important thing. Yeah, it's like, well, you need to have context to show that skin. So, yeah. like, yeah. If you're in a bikini in the living room, it's like, okay. Yeah, exactly. You look like so, a slut. There's, there's so many girls who can do it, but I obviously can't. There needs to be context. And that's the fucked up thing about TikTok and everything too is that like the same thing that you could get in trouble for if you were a skinny chick. Without big ass boobs and a big ass, well, then it's also the fact that I'm a porn star and a well known porn star too. Yeah. Although yeah. like you should never really allude to that on TikTok. Right? I don't. Yeah. I, I don't. You kind of very vaguely. I'm very vague. I'm I'm innocent on there for sure. Yeah. And how, I, yeah, I how, I behave. How do we find the OnlyFans? Um OnlyFans.com slash me and Malkova. Mm. Just for the people at home. Not for me. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Um, I appreciate you uh, shooting this with us and uh, hopefully more content to come in the future. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Mia Malkova, No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. Check us out on YouTube, OnlyFans, Patreon, OnlyPlugTalk.com if you want to see some real X-rated shit. Like, comment, and subscribe. NoJumper.com if you want to support. Appreciate y'all. Go follow my Instagram at Mia underscore Malkova. My TikTok at Mia Malkova. And my OnlyFans. Just go follow it. That way. That way. Wow. <laughs>